Welcome to a rousing rendition of Give Me Five. I am your host, Philip Amrine, joined virtually by one and only, not the one and only, but just one and only. That's right. Gary Boucher. Gary, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm good. Um, I went outside and played basketball for the first time in a while. Um, I've been watching The Last Dance and... You know, I've just been inspired to go shoot some hoops, so it's it's been really fun because I haven't gotten off my butt since, <laughs> oh God, June. I you know I had some 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 surgeries and I've been out, so I've been going shooting some hoops, man. It feels great. It's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. And did you pull anything? I have a friend who just recently played basketball for the first time in a while, and he, he's so funny because he hurt his back. And, and it's not funny that he hurt his back, but it's funny the the. <laughs> I mean, it is a little funny. But after, but the funniest thing is that now walking around, he's so tender. He looks like an old man, and he's and he's could not. Be, I think he's younger than you, and he just he he just jumped. Did nothing outrageous, and he just came down, and he was like, "Oh, give me a second, I gotta run." And then he starts running, and he's just hobbled. It's it's quite funny. Did you pull anything, Gary? Did you you know stretch a hammy? Did you properly ice? Dude, my right calf is um pretty sore. You know, I I didn't stretch, and I was playing by myself. I was literally just jogging up and down the court, shooting some you know pull up jumpers for like forty five minutes, and. You know, me and my fragile self, true to form, my right calf feels like it's been strained. I'm going to have to stretch it. And, of course, you know, I've, I've had some knee problems. My knee's bugging me, but that's not a surprise. The calf is an unwelcome surprise. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad to hear that you're with me on this day here right now. I will lend it over to you, Gary. You start us off. Give me five. Go. All right. So uh, this video game probably heard of it cyberpunk 2077 you've heard of it yes yes it's release is akin not as extreme obviously but i like to compare it to the fire fest um i'm not even too knowledgeable about what happened but it's really a giant letdown you mean fire festival yes okay yeah 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 yeah. um big letdown people are really disappointed lots of uh you know lagging and weird glitches some of them you know very inappropriate um (laughs) where PlayStation is at, and the the game developer are refunding everybody if they want to refund. So it's I would say a, a disaster through and through. Now I have a list of the top five most successful games of all time in terms of you know just unit sales. So I am going to uh, give you five numbers, and it is the amount of of units sold. And I'm going to give you the five games in a random order, and I want to see if you can match up. Which game to uh, how many units have been sold? You ready? I'm ready. All right. So the list of games, we have Wii Sports. We have Player Something Battleground. PUBG. Ah, PUBG, yes. Yeah. um, Players Underground Battleground or something. Players Under Battleground. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Minecraft. And Tetris, made for mobile by EA. These games constitute the uh, five highest-selling games of all time in terms of units sold. Okay. So the numbers are, you know, number one, 200 million. Number two, 135 million. Number three, 100 million. Number four, 82 million. And number five, 70 million. So 
can you basically guess the order? Which game sold which hmm. amount of units? Okay. I think that this is an exercise. Let me just give you the order, and then you tell me how wrong I am, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put a number 70, 70 million. That definitely sounds like Wii Sports, and I'm going to say Wii Sports because it, it it's more, most exclusive. It goes exclusively off the Wii, so I think that has the smallest market. Next one, I think, is going to be at 82 million is Tetris, because I just, I think that that's all of our parents, but I still, and it's on a phone, so I mean, I think it should be fine, but I still think it's going to be another limited audience. So now we have PUBG, GTA 5, and Minecraft left. I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to go with GTA 5 at 100 million, GTA 5. Uh, and then at 135 in our number two slot, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with PUBG and reigning supreme. I have Minecraft just because you, you said units, units like sold. So it, 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 I know that it's, it's fairly cheap and dang nabbit. I myself have gotten into it. So I, I think it's transcended genres of, of, you know, younger kids, my, my younger sister, her younger, uh, friends. And of course me, I think it has a wide range of people and even adults uh, just creative adults. I think it has the widest range possible with the cheapest entry point. I'm going to go with Minecraft as the top. How, how bad was I? You were bad, but you were valiant in the sense that you got number one exactly right for all the right reasons. Um, but the rest, so let's say n- number two, 135 million. Actually, Grand Theft Auto V, second mm. highest selling game okay. ever. Uh, I, it was close. It was close for me. Number three, don't discount the the baby boomers and our parents with Tetris, 100 mm. million installs on the phone, which, you know, l- like you mentioned, our parents, I mean, I know that as soon as my mom got an iPhone, she probably downloaded that, like, like you know, it was nobody's business. Uh, number four, Wii Sports with 82 million. Um, this wow. one was surprising, but I remember. I mean, how much of, pheno- of a phenomenon it was. I got a Wii with Wii Sports when I was probably about 11, and I was uh, obsessed. And then when Wii Sports Island came out, um, that I mean, you, you could not tear me away from like the basketball and the archery. It wow. was my absolute favorite thing. Which yeah, brings would- us to yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say boxing. I think boxing alone boxing, yeah. was just the most ridiculous thing and has broken a fair amount of TVs just by the amount of, of you, you punch forward and then you let go of the nunchuck and, and then yep. it, it breaks a TV. <laughs> or you um, yeah, you, you play Wii Bowling and you thrust the nunchuck in the air and oh, then you shatter yeah. it. That happened to me. And then number or five, Or tennis, you whack PUBG. somebody. Tennis, PUBG, yeah. yeah. PUBG, 70 million units with PUBG. Uh this kind of makes me want to go play Wii Sports, man. But yeah, top f- high, five uh, high-selling video games of all time. There you have it. All right. Um, let's go. Gary, we usually don't pull the curtain back on this show, but dang it, we're going to pull the curtain back on this particular episode because by the grace of the gods, it is my birthday today, Gary. Happy birthday to you. Oh, oh bless you. Bless you, sir. Uh, thank you, thank you. That was incredibly rousing. Um, no, it's not my birthday by the time the people, the listening audience, hears this. Uh, no, but today, here right now, while you and me record, it's very exciting stuff, Gary. Uh, and turning 27 can be quite scary. But in honor of that fact, in honor of me, I will curtail the entire <laughs> Give Me Five to myself and Good. birthday questions in general. So here we go, 
Uh, Gary, I don't know about you, but I have a particular tradition that I follow each and every birthday since senior year of high school. Every year I go as early as I can on my birthday to Denny's and get a free birthday Grand Slam. I then go to bed and wake up and eat another Grand Slam at Denny's again. Then to top it off at dinner right before my birthday ends, you want to guess where I go? You go to Denny's. Denny's for dinner. Three meals, three Grand Slams on my birthday. And if I had my druthers, that would be the one time <laughs> all year that I eat at Denny's until my next birthday. Because my disdain for Denny's is so immense. Gary, do you have any birthday traditions you follow each and every year? Wow. Well, first of all, there's a lot to unpack with what you just said. And I think we should have like like a separate 10-minute podcast about your birthday. And I want to learn more. Um, also, I, I smell a new sponsor, maybe. Apparently, you have disdain for Denny's. This is, you know, there's a lot of baggage here that I want there, to get there, There's a lot, yes. But you will <laughs> learn more about me and my birthday Good. as the episode unfolds. Uh, as far as myself goes, yeah, I, I kind of invented my own tradition probably three, four years ago. where I didn't really have one before, but... Now, I, I like to watch the movie Hot Fuzz. It's like one of my top five movies. It's an Edgar Wright, uh, you know, buddy cop comedy movie. And I, I usually get in and out and I drink a lot of beer. And I, you know, I'll, I'll drink beer and eat burgers all day and I'll watch Hot Fuzz. And um, now, you know, I don't eat meat anymore. So in the, in the future, I'll probably do, you know, an impossible burger, some loaded fries, and I'll keep watching Hot Fuzz to the day I die. You know, a, a surprise, great performance in Hot Fuzz, Bill Nye. Yes. Oh, absolutely fantastic performance in that film. All right. Uh, your turn, Gary. All right. Number two, and they give me five on the Phil's birthday spectacular. So last night, I got Chipotle. I do not know why I did this because I know that Chipotle shreds me. I'm sorry, listeners. A little bit of toilet uh, topical humor right now, but Chipotle gives me what my mom has affectionately called a gut bomb. I know that that's not original, Ooh. but yeah, I'm, and I like to say it, it shreds me. Um, and I actually have a list because, I, you know, I think I might have irritable bowel syndrome because there's a lot of foods that really do me in for, for the night if I eat them. I'm going to give you five sets of three dishes. One of these dishes is something that will shred me every time I eat it. I want you to see how well you know me if you can guess the dish that shreds my innards. Uh, okay. All right. Let's go. All right, first set. We have sashimi from Tokyo Lobby, best sushi in town. We have a veggie footlong from Jimmy John's. Or we have a cheese danish from Starbucks. Which of these things, every time I eat it, will make me die? I'm going to go with the cheese danish because you have easier access to that than anything else. And so I'd imagine that that was more horrifying and haunting to you each and every day as you worked there to know that death and destruction was right around the corner. (laughs) That was a valiant guess, but cheese danishes never did me wrong. But Jimmy John's, their veggie footlong, will destroy me. And now I can't even smell it uh, without wanting to die. Next set, we have (laughs) jalapeno poppers from Burger King. Any slushy beverage from Sonic, any slushy, or Peter Piper Pizza Pizza. Oh, well, if I'm, I'm gonna go with the. Oh man, the jalapeno pepper poppers. They, they are just begging. But you know what? I'm gonna go with Peter Piper Pizza Pizza, because that is just cardboard, and I, I in order to flavor it, I think that something in there is working on your stomach and just demands to be released. You're probably not wrong. You should have gone with your gut because the jalapeno poppers. No, I should have gone with your gut, Gary. With my gut. That's right. Um, those 
They, they're amazing. They're cheap. They go great with the Impossible Whopper. But every time I have them, I regret it. And I almost call out of work the next day. Every time. The next, next day? The next oh, my day. gosh. Yeah. Some long-lasting effects, man. You know, that is some fake lavender cheese, right? Next oh. set, we have Animal Fries from In-N-Out. Pub Fries from Wendy's or Chili Fries from Sonic. Which one is guaranteed to make me die? I just don't see you as a chili guy, so I'm going to go with option number two. The pub fries from Wendy's? Yeah. Thankfully, pub fries never done me wrong, but the animal fries from In-N-Out, my favorite burger place in the world. Wow. Every time I get the animal fries, it like, and not only do those make me sick, they make me tired and like sweaty. Maybe I feel <laughs> sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, it maybe it is bad, something, man. man. Uh, next set, second to last set, we have taquitos from Quick Trip, pizza from Quick Trip, or a breakfast scramble from Quick Trip. Which, let me just say, Quick Trip, highly underrated kitchen, but one of these items does kill me. Um, name name the first one again. Taquitos, you know, those little rollers that they have? No, yeah, no. I, I'm going to go with taquitos. I just, I see a fake spice in there messing with your system. It's the breakfast scramble, man. That, uh, it was one or the other. Weirdly enough, those 50 cent taquitos don't bother me, but a breakfast scramble kills me. Um, last one. Liquor, beer, or wine? Which one gives me the most trouble? Well, they say liquor makes you sicker. I'm going to go with liquor. Amen. That's All why right. I, rarely, if ever, do I drink liquor because it will destroy me. And there you guys have it. So if you ever want to kill me or maybe knock me out of contention for something, buy me one of these foods because I'll probably eat it. And then I won't show up to whatever thing you don't want me at. <laughs> All right. All right. Duly noted. Um... Let's see. Uh, if you are blessed, Gary, to have a fair amount of social media interactions, uh, chances are that more than a couple people will end up blessing your timeline with happy birthday wishes, yeah. uh, gifts, and various pictures of varying embarrassment. I am no exception with perhaps more than the average amount of embarrassing photos, but it can end up being quite a lot of wishes and acknowledgments that take place on one's social media page, Gary. So a couple questions here. Do you find your responding to each and every uh, uh, hit on social media and how many people would you say go out of uh, your way to wish a happy birthday to how many people do I go out of my way to wish a happy birthday to yeah yeah so oh like you you I don't know you actively are like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna text them or write on their wall today without having you know without with with a pre-thought to be like you know what I want to wish them a happy birthday whenever their birthday comes Mm, outside of family, honestly, I'm really so I'm a really bad texter backer. I'm just bad about communication virtually in yeah. general. So yeah. it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, too too um, petty, too petty. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Um, uh, honestly, it's so I I you know what's funny? Like I, every few months, I'll like get really scared and I'll open up Facebook and I'll look up like all my best friends' birthdays to be like, oh my god, like did I miss anybody? Um. Uh, anybody who I mean probably less than five that I really go out of my way for I mean you know there's you and like a, a few like really close friends that like you know just because we talk a lot I want to make sure but I honestly don't remember I, I remember people's birthday months like you know my, my friend Jesse wants his birthday is in July oh yeah Jesse maybe J July 7th but I couldn't tell you the date off the top of my head my, my, my buddy David from college his birthday is, I think, October, but it could be September. And this is how bad I am. Like, I, so when, once that time of year rolls around, I'm like, okay, I gotta go check 
you know what day it is um so it's not that often um maybe five people um as oh. far as yeah i was gonna say as far as like dates go oh forget about yeah. it i'm hor- i'm horrible but the thoughts there i'm like okay whenever this person's birthday comes i want to exactly. kind of i'll be on the lookout for facebook for them more exactly that, that's really what facebook has kind of become for a majority of us it's just a glorified calendar reminder yeah. for birthdays without having to formally ask <laughs> As far as the replying to people, when I was in high school, my mom, every birthday would make me go on Facebook and like personally reply to every person. Uh, way and to I, go, Shelly. Oh, way to go. God. There'd be like 300 because we had church and school and all the other activities, whatever. And she would make, she would not let me do anything fun until I replied to everybody that day. <laughs> it was the worst. Um, I don't really use Facebook anymore, so I can safely say that, I, you know, lately I haven't done that, but back in the day, she uh, she would make me actually do that. Um, good on Way her, to go, I guess. Shelley. I mean, I was like, God, Mom, you're ruining my birthday. I'm raising a respectable young man, Shelly. Way to go. Way to go, Shelly. <laughs> Amen. All right, your turn, Gary. All right, so our sister movie for this week, Jingle Jangle, was a Netflix original. Um, one of the upper echelon Netflix originals, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in its genre. In its yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a few, uh, you know, th- that are my favorite all-time. I mean, obviously, you can't discount Stranger Things, stuff like that. But I want to ask you, what is your favorite all-time Netflix original movie or TV show? And on the flip side, what is the most overrated Netflix original? Hmm. Well, the best one for me is somewhat easy. Uh, I would go with uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Ooh. Yeah, Marriage Story was quite good. It nice was. Choice. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's very. It's quite good. There's conflicting emotions that you feel as a viewer. Um, the acting's fantastic. I, it it leads to a personal moment of where I'm quite frustrated that social media existed to ruin one of the justified highest emotional points of the film. Uh, it ruins it if you don't know it that it's if you do, if you know that it's coming. It kind of like oh that's so funny, but it's actually really good. Um, but yeah, I, I would go with that as the best one and. Um, God, the most overrated one. Uh, take your pick your poison. Honestly, like uh, the perfect date or whatever that movie is. I had to watch that. God, perfect that was. Date. It's like uh, the unknown. The uh, oh god, it's it's um it's. What am, I'm trying to. It's this guy. He's in high school. He makes money. Uh, by setting up this app and being uh, a date for people, it's almost like Tinder or something. And but they but they request him to be their date, and he has all these costumes. It was quite stupid. It's it's Kissing Booth esque. Uh, it's it's one of those films. Uh, so uh, if you are listening and you know what what it's called, um. I'm going to... I, I'm trying to look it up, but either way, um, if you happen to know what it is, at me, at Philip M. Ryan, let me know. <laughs> you know, certainly. All right, yeah, but I would go with that. That okay. was just just garbage. Hot, not even hot garbage, just stone-cold ga- garbage. Worst type of garbage, man. I love hot garbage. That's bad. 
Oh, yeah. All right, Gary. I'm unabashedly making this Gimme 5 all about me. Let's commit to the bit. Yeah. I've got a bit of Philip trivia, and I'm going to hit you oh. with it and just see okay. how well you know your co-host. There are five questions of varying variety, but I want to see just how well you do in this game and if you can make it this week in the win or loss column. Are you ready for some Philip trivia, Gary? Dude, let's do it. I feel like you're an enigma, so this could go very poorly. Please don't very, judge me. And I hope it does. All right, Gary, <laughs> like most kids, I grew up not remembering my first couple of birthday parties where my mom says I was far more interested in the wrapping paper than I was in any of the actual gifts. But I ask you, Gary, what is the first location of the first birthday I had slash remember? Uh, where, what was that location? Was it Chuck E. Cheese, Peter Piper Pizza, or Hometown Buffet? I'm just laughing at Hometown Buffet. Um, the fact that it's an option kind of throws you off, doesn't it? It does. I can't tell if that's like a Philip Emery and like, like a out of left field throw me off my game option or this is like a, you know, because you told me about your Denny's things and oh, anything is on the table, man. But I'm just going to go with some old-fashioned... You know, Chuck E. Cheese, because I had more than one birthday there as a kid, too. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. I did the whole hey. spiel, got the whole party there. I, I remember my first one there. I, I only think I had maybe one, maybe two there, but the rest were Peter Piper Pizza. And I did have one birthday actual day at Hometown Buffet. I loved food when I was younger. I still do. All right, growing up. Unlike most kids my age, I had only one dream job that only changed by the time I was in high school. But in my youth, I very much wanted to grow up and become a what? Was it a game designer, singer, or dentist? Which is the job that I wanted? Um, I'm just going to go with my gut and say singer. And he is one and one, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to be a dentist, Gary. That was it, your dream job. Yeah, it morphed eventually into an orthodontist because they make more money. But yes, dentist. Why? Why? Why dentist? What? what I I, w I was a weird kid who loved going to the dentist far more than I did going to get my haircut. I actually did not enjoy getting my haircut. Wow. I I wanted to get my haircut. I wasn't like you know locks or anything, um, but. But I did enjoy going to the dentist. I fell asleep in the dentist chair a couple times. I, I'm just in completely enjoying of the dentist. I don't know what it was. And uh, I, I, I thought it was a, a good marriage. All right, Gary. Um, anyone who knows me knows I have a very particular way that I eat my burgers. I know that you are now walking the meatless path, Gary. But I need you to do me a favor, all right? I need you to go up to the In-N-Out counter for me and give them my order, okay? No multiple choice for this one. Just go up to the window and let them know what kind of burger Philip Amorite would want, okay? I got you. Hello, welcome to in and out Burger. Can I offer you a free vanilla shake? You know what? I, I will accept that vanilla shake. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, what, what can I get you? Uh, can I have a, a double-double with no onions um, and an order of fries, please? So no onions and uh, anything else on that burger. So everything uh, else is okay. If, if that comes with mustard, I don't want. If if that burger comes with mustard, you will hear from my father. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, that's my it. Fa my father. Okay, sounds good. Okay, thank you so much. Um, we don't have that burger because you're wrong. Uh, yes, oh. no, Gary. It's not just onions. You were right on the no. You were exclusive, and I don't want mustard either. But all I get on my burger is meat. 
cheese, and lettuce. Even the bun. The bun. I'll, I'll include that, but that's sort of standard. But no that's ketchup. it. Uh, no ketchup. No okay. no mustard. No mayo. No Thousand Island dressing. Nada. Nada on that tostado, or in this case, a burger. Nothing. All right. Next one, Gary. I've had some very questionable hair choices in my life, but I haven't made every single hair mistake in this follicled world. I will give another set of multiple choice answers. I want you to tell me, Gary, which hair blunder have I not made? All right. right. First one, bald, beard, or frosted tips. You've definitely had frosted tips. I, I think I maybe have even seen them. Um, but you, I don't think you've, well, you know, you did play football. I'm going to say beard. Beard? Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely correct, Gary. You are two and two. I was bald. It wasn't for football, though. I played Daddy Warbucks and Annie, and I committed to the bit. <laughs> there we uh, go. I, I was the only bald 16-year-old you know. All right. Uh, Gary, I know, I know we aren't supposed to love material things, but I simply can't help it. For my last question to you on the trivia... That's why anyone who knows me will find this incredibly easy to answer. Which of these following items is my most prized possession? Is it A, my car, B, my phone, or C, my Xbox? Um, I've never seen you as a car guy. Um, I'm going to say your Xbox. Final answer, Gary? Yeah, why not? Final answer. Happy my birthday to you. You are you are right. You, you have a winning week. Congratulations. Dude. Live it up. The uh, friendship my, continues. The friendship continues until next week. All right, Gary, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, here's the thing. Florida comes in with a W once again. Pythons might become a new menu item in Florida restaurants if scientists can confirm that they're safe to eat. This is a real thing. Now, this one's kind of a two-parter, just a straight-up getting-to-know-you question. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? This might have even been asked on this podcast before in the few years that we've been doing it. And then on the flip side, how much would I have to pay you to eat a live python? If I took its fangs out and, you know, there was like a live python, and I say, you you have to eat it alive. Oh, wow. How much would that take? So it's alive, and those aren't poisonous, right? I they, oh, no, they are, but I, I took the fangs out. And let's, let's assume, just, let's assume, let's assume. It's okay. not going to kill you, yeah. All right, it's not going to kill me. Wow. Wow. I'll answer the first one first. Uh, honestly, the idea of it being alive and biting and blood just really, really does not appeal to me. Yeah. It's not, it's not even the fact that it's, it, it's a snake. I actually am intrigued by the idea of like fried snake, cooked snake, whatever. It's that it's, it's uncooked is really just, just disgusting to me. Uh, so I will go with, uh, man, uh, honest, uh, so probably like 21 grand. Just, <laughs> okay. I, I feel like that's still like under, I, but I, I really, really, I feel like I'm going to throw up and I will remember it and have a story for the rest of my life. It's just, it disgusts me. So 21 grand and I'm in. Um, And then the first part was, what is the most interesting thing I've ever eaten? Yeah. Uh, I'd say that I'd go with um, alligator. Speaking of Florida. Ah, me too. I, yeah, I've had fried alligator, and yeah. oddly enough, I know that I'm allergic to it. Um, 
Uh, oh. That was an interesting Mother's Day, th- vo- uh, having volatile <laughs> throw up uh, all over on Mother's Day, ruining some mother's day. Um, but hey, uh, I had to throw up and I was allergic. So, But it tasted delicious while I had it. Yeah, I, I had a Gator Po' Boy in uh, New Orleans and it was really good. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have any beignets while you were down there? Don't know what that is and I probably What? Didn't. What? Oh, have I you not seen Princess and the Frog? I have, um, but I don't know what those are. Oh, my friend, my I'm friend. I'm an uncultured swine, man. I'm sorry. Uncultured swine. All right, on to my next question. Gary, we are recording on Sunday, December 20th, my my birthday, in case you didn't know. Uh, and I know what you're probably thinking. That poor guy, December 20th. It's so I, close to Christmas. I was thinking that. I wonder how, how yeah. life was. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder how life was growing up with a birthday that close to Christmas. Well, I thank you for your thoughtfulness, Gary. I really do. The answer, Gary, is that growing up, I consistently had to make up for my birth date. Namely with the fact that when I was younger, I always had to have my birthday celebrated during Thanksgiving break if I wanted the chance for uh, the most kids to show up since everyone is always so busy during pretty much all of December. So it was more likely for me to celebrate my birthday as an 11-year-old on November 20th, more so than December 20th. So, Gary, what is something that you that took you the absolute longest time to celebrate? Anything in general, absolute longest time. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't honestly, have to be your birthday. I don't know how lame this is, but probably uh, St. Paddy's Day. Because growing up, you know, they'd always have you do stuff in school. <laughs> and, you know, you're, like, aware of it and... There's green stuff at the store. Maybe some kids do stuff. I really the extent of it when I was growing up was people would pinch you, um, which I really I really hated that. Like all all you guys who ran around the playground pinching me, like to the point where I was bruised. I hate you for it. Did you pull? Did yeah? Did you pull I, the? Yeah, I was gonna my say, underwear, I want green is green, underwear. Right? I swear. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. So you know, I really didn't start celebrating it until. Probably three years ago, because you really can't start celebrating it until you're older, and I didn't really get the point of it. I'm not Irish, don't really care about that stuff, but, you know, there's lots of great deals uh, at bars, and it is an excuse for adults to have a, a night where they can drink a lot without feeling bad, and it was quite fun. I actually lived right up the road from an Irish pub in LA. Well, 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 they'll feel bad. Exactly. It's just not... No, mentally, I no mean, stigma attached. To me, it's like any other regular Wednesday, but to them, it's like, don't say Patty's Day, man. You can <laughs> you can really binge. And yeah, I, I lived right up the street from Rock and Riley's in West Hollywood, which they always had cool St. Patty's Day stuff. So that was fun, I guess. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like every holiday I'm pretty good about. I, St. Patty's Day is like a borderline holiday to me. It's just a drinking holiday. So, yeah. <clears throat> hey, we, we love a good excuse yeah, as much as anything to eat. To drink, we make up holidays in order to do so. So God bless you, and eat some cabbage, kids. Your <laughs> well, turn, Gary. Speaking of holidays, you know, Christmas is this week, and y- you talked about having birthday traditions. I actually, my family didn't have a lot of Christmas traditions, and really, the, the only one I can think about besides we used to have like a yearly holiday party on December the twenty-third. My grandparents would always give everyone a one-pound Trader Joe's chocolate bar. And so every Christmas on the dot at like by 8.30 in the morning, there's at least half a pound of like chocolate bark in my stomach. Um, It's a given every year. I think this will be the year that the chocolate bark is like satisfying. And then I just get sick and it kind of colors the rest of my day. 
So I just want to know, just fill me in on some of your Christmas traditions. You, your family, anything that you keep up with. Yeah, yeah. One quick aside. Is it, it's not like the baker's, not chocolate, baker's chocolate, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, it's just a okay. really big, it's like an extra large size chocolate bar. Like, I always get one with almonds. Okay. It's good for a bite. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that this is atypical for some people. So, uh, but my family, we celebrate pretty much within like the inner circle of our family, like the, the crux of it. Of course, we go out and do everything on Christmas with our extended family, but our intimate family celebrates uh, Christmas on Christmas Eve, uh, whether that be, you know, Christmas dinner, uh, opening a presents, and of course, gathering together as one family while listening to Christmas music and all the stuff that we do. So whenever I say we celebrate Christmas or whatever, it's it's actually taken to be on Christmas Eve, whereas Christmas is more visiting other people, um, things that are probably crucial to others, but that's, to me, secondary. Um, as far as traditions for uh, the biggest one that I probably get a lot of knockback for is my favorite Christmas movie that we have on the background while we unwrap presents, possibly during dinner, Nacho Libre, <laughs> my favorite Christmas film. Uh, I've told the story before. I'll tell it again. Uh, I'm ashamedly, I, I have no shame when it comes to this. I We watched, me and my grandma being the we, me and my grandma, we both watched Nacho Libre together when it, when it first came out. And so later on that year or the next year, whenever the release came out, my grandma got it for me for, D, for, my, uh, for Christmas as a gift on DVD. So, of course, you know, what, what's the thing when you're younger and you pop, get a DVD or something? You, you want to play it, pop it in like it's hot, like a Cheeto. We watched it that night during Christmas. My mom watched it for the first time. Absolutely just d did not find it amusing <laughs> in what sense, any sense whatsoever. Did not think it was funny. Thought it was stupid. Hated that when he jumps off the cliff, he farts. Hated the Lord's cheeps, everything. And so what do we do? We make it a tradition. We watch it now every Christmas. And my mom avidly objects every single year, but yet she's outvoted. And, and, uh, and that's, so that's probably my favorite Christmas that. tradition. I, I've got, uh, you know, personally. a list of movies that I watch every year, probably on, you know, two days before or if, on Christmas Eve, if I have to, you know, I, I always watch, uh, Die Hard. I love actually. And there's this great Seth Rogen movie called the, the night before that i just started watching every year since it came yeah. out and then this year i'm adding oceans 11 because i watched it and you know it's not a christmas <laughs> movie but to me it feels like a christmas movie at the end when they're all standing looking at the fountain it feels very christmasy to me and the fountain you know it's it's about friendship and and loyalty and you know money and uh so to me it's it's a christmas movie and so i'll be adding that to my agenda this year well, now that Home Alone, I, this is not one of my Gimme Five. I'm just more curious yeah. since you brought the topic up. But what is, uh, like, your biggest Christmas movie, you know, blind spot? For me, it's probably a Christmas story. I've never seen a, oh, a Christmas with, story. with Ralphie from the 80s? Oh, well, that's a classic. With Ralphie. It's really Yeah, funny. I've never seen it. I... I Everybody, everybody tells me this, and I, I just, ha I haven't seen it. I'm not against the idea. It's just, it, it's yeah, like I said, I'm, it's a blind you know, spot. There's probably some, some older classics. I've seen the one with Jimmy Stewart. I feel bad. I'm saying the, the one with Jimmy. Stewart. Oh, it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful life. life. Um, probably like an older version of, of a Christmas Carol. Otherwise, I feel like I, I've made the rounds pretty well. Like all the animated movies, you know, Frosty, Charlie Brown, Rudolph. Um, I've seen most. And tr truthfully, I never was a, a really big 
Christmas movie fan. That's why I found stuff that's, I guess, more to my liking that's still Christmassy, like Die Hard or, you know, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> because to me, I'm like, you know, if it makes you feel like Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. I don't necessarily agree, but in this case, I'll just agree with you just to move on. All right, Gary, early this morning, I went to Denny's with my family, as you might recall, my tradition mentioned earlier in this show, and they got me a delightful little game that I think will be put in the game rotation for us here at Chopped Greens. Two things. One, when do you slash your family open birthday gifts? And then let's end on five trivia movie qu- tr- uh, movie trivia questions, courtesy of my sister Beth Amron. So first off's first. Um, when do you uh, open up I, your birthday gifts? Typically um, that night. Like you know, we'll have like birthday dinner and open some some birthday presents. Oh, so it's so you wait till the actual birthday and then open up at, at, yeah. at the night. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that my my sister. Both of my sisters got a little bit impatient this year. They're younger, so I gave them their stuff right when they woke up because I think that they didn't want to wait. But me, I want to wait. Like, usually I'll get my burger, my movie during the day. If anyone has a gift for me. Your burger? Birthday Do you burger. have a birthday burger? Yeah, I've got my, remember my, my in and out? Uh, right. Um, now it'll be impossible. Yeah, meat. yeah. No no uh, animal uh, animal style no, fries, see, though. The thing none is that none of that. Them, and I eat them. And then I, I'm out of commission. Uh, and I know that I'll be out of commission. But yeah. So you, yeah. So you just need some entertainment while you're on the <laughs> toilet, and then <laughs> thus, thus, reading material comes in. Yeah. I get it all. I get exactly. it all, Gary. This is fantastic. All right. Let's do it. All right. So I have uh, some movie trivia, courtesy of a little tin game. So here we go. <clears throat> Let's see. Out of five, how many can you get? All right. Which sport features in the movie Blades of Glory? Uh, Gary. Figure skating. That is correct. I, I would have been ashamed had you missed that. All right, next one. Russell Crowe starred alongside which popular actor in The Nice oh, Guys? Um, Ryan Gosling. All right, two for two Ooh. thus far. One card is done. We move on to the comedy section. Um, in which city was the comic actor, filmmaker, and composer... Charlie Chaplin, born. Uh, London. Wow, Gary, you already guaranteed that you're going to win this game, but let's continue on just for posterity. I know. I actually, you might, you might not know this. All right, which top U.S. rock band bassist provides the voice of mind worker Cop Jake in Inside Out? Um. I'm going to give you a f- countdown of five seconds. You can go with um, either. Metallica. Five, four. Uh, no, it was uh, it was Flea oh, from Red Hot okay. Chili Flea's Peppers. Like, I was like, who's a famous bassist? That's like, it's like the one. Yeah, who's, okay. yeah I know. <laughs> it, it was such a leading question. All right, last, last two. I'll give you two. We'll do six off of a weird day. All right, at the end of Deadpool... What is Ryan Reynolds' character wearing when he speaks to the audience? And we do have to get a little specific. Oh, man. Um, he's not in a Santa hat. Is he... Um... Five. Jeez, let's just say four, uh, three, a, 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 a Speedo, a, a male lingerie type thing. It was a stripy dressing gown. If you remember, like the, it's oh. almost like a bathrobe. 
Oh, he does. It's from like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh, actually, Gary, with the in the addition of a sixth question, you actually might tie this week. Uh oh. Let's see. Last one. Which comedy released in 2018 was based on the best-selling book Kevin Kwan? Oh, excuse me. Based on the best-selling book by Kevin Kwan. Do M- I, big difference. Do I not get at, like like the book title? Is it the same as the movie? No. Uh, no, it's I, I'd imagine so. It's which comedy released in 2018 was based on the best-selling book by Kevin Kwan. I will guarantee you this. You, I believe even we've we've reviewed that reviewed this, but it it's, is a popular a comedy film. Comedy from 2018. It's not book smart. Um, yeah. God. Five. Uh, four. I don't even remember. Can three. I, uh, two. I don't know. One. It is Crazy oh, Rich Asian. Asians. You see, if you would have said rom-com, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. You ended on a tie. You pulled you, a tie out pulled, of a win. You added that sixth question just so you could say that, man. Happy birthday to yeah, you. I, I wish I could, but... I wish, but it comes with two yeah. questions on each card. You gotta do and so it. therefore, since I'm marking each card, I've got to yeah. do the sixth one. I've got to include it. We'd have the same problem with eight for you math geniuses out there who or are four. yelling at me right now. Or two. Or four, absolutely. And there, there is no number, even number that I, we I cannot we say explore, this for, yes. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me on my birthday, Gary. I would spend this no other way. It's a- absolutely appropriate. I, and I appreciate... Yeah. In the, in the business, they call that a bookend. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Professor for... Podcastus Emeritus Gary Boucher wishing someone a happy birthday. Someone, you know what? If you're listening and it's your birthday as well, whether it be now, whether it be five years from now, and you're just binging all of our old stuff, or whether it's you know, if you're somehow in the past listening to us now, oh my gosh, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you, sir! Happy birthday to you, madam, ma'am, whoever you are. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to listen to all of our old podcasts and all of our upcoming podcasts as well. We've got some more movie reviews coming for you. Thank you so much, and bye. (laughs) 